This is the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for November and December of 2020. It is almost post-harvest. In the United States, as of November 9th, both corn and soybeans had less than 10% of their acreage yet to harvest. It has been a good year for crops, but not as good a year as maybe one would expect. COVID-19 infections continue to soar on both sides of the border, which is per a certain pall on farms throughout this crop year. And as we move ahead, that continues as we forge ahead to put a capper on this crop year. On November 8th, the USDA chimed in with their latest Wisney report further clarifying how the grain world will be shaped as the weather grows colder. In the November USDA report, the market was caught somewhat off guard by rather big cuts in U.S. domestic production. The USDA lowered U.S. domestic corn yield by 2.6 bushels per acre, a reduction of 215 million bushels down to 14.5 billion bushels of total production. This was accentuated by an increase in U.S. corn exports up to 325 million bushels from their October estimate. This would boost 2020 and 21 exports up to 2.65 billion bushels, which if realized would be at record levels. Harvest corn acreage was kept at 82.5 million million acres. The stock seed ratio was reduced to 11.48%, down significantly from the 14.8% recorded in October. USDA pegged U.S. soybean reduction at 4.17 billion bushels, based on a reduction of 1.2 bushels per acre from their October report. The reduction in yield came mainly from Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio, and Nebraska. This yield reduction ratcheted down ending stocks by 100 million bushels, putting ending stocks at 190 million bushels. The Brazilian soybean crop was left at a whopping 133 million metric ton, and Argentina reduced was reduced to 51 million metric ton. Total Chinese demand for soybeans remained at 100 million metric ton. The USDA kept 2020-21 U.S. wheat production at 1.826 billion bushels unchanged from last month, and global wheat consumption was increased slightly due to increases in Europe and China. China is set to import more wheat than they have since 1995 and 1996. On November 13th, wheat, soybeans, and corn futures were higher than the last Market Trends report. December 2020 corn futures were 410 a bushel. The January 2020 soybean futures were 1148 a bushel. And the December 2020 Chicago wheat futures closed at 593 a bushel. The Minneapolis December 2020 wheat futures closed at 554 a bushel with a September 2021 contract closing at 587 a bushel. Nearby oil futures as of November 13th closed at $40.13 a barrel down from the nearby futures recorded in the last market trends report of $40.60 a barrel. The average price for U.S. ethanol on November 13th in the U.S. was $1.63 U.S., a gallon up from the $1.59 recorded in the last market trends report. The Canadian dollar noon rate on November 13th was $0.7606 U.S., slightly lower than the $0.7613 U.S. recorded here in the last market trends report. And the Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at 0.25%. In Ontario, harvest is continuing as we head into the late stages of November. Weather for soybean harvest deteriorated on October 19th with two weeks of drizzly and cloudy weather across Ontario. Many farmers were done soybeans and corn harvest kicked into high gear. However, starting on November 2nd, there was a 10-day stretch of late September weather which almost completely gave soybean producers a chance to finish and greatly reduce moisture in corn. Generally speaking, it's been a good fall for harvest activity. Ontario basis levels have been maintained with a slight increase 
in corn and soybean basis levels. This is partly due to the increase of futures price levels and heavy farmer selling. The Canadian dollar continues to flutter around the 76 cent U.S. level, which continues to add stimulus to Ontario cash grain prices. As mentioned last month, Ontario grain prices are at their highest at a time of year where they are usually the lowest. Final yields should be good for both Ontario corn and soybeans, although corn yields have been tempered in some areas. Test weights have also varied across the province as the September 20th frost did have some effect. Wheat had a good start in September and looks good across much of southwestern Ontario. The early November summer weather provided an added window for wheat planting that many farmers took advantage of. One million acres of Ontario soft red winter wheat should be in the crosshairs. And you can check out all our grain prices, all Ontario grain prices, by going to the marketing section of our website. Now, the bottom line is, we got here with our eyes wide open, with soybean prices as of November 13th at 1450 and corn at 540 plus. Now, selling into rising markets after months of low prices has been a welcome respite for farmers used to lower values. And as we move ahead, nothing more changes. Standing pricing orders for both old crop and new crop grain are always helpful. Farmers need to keep those eyes wide open and immerse ourselves in factors which will affect our grain prices moving forward. Who can imagine when American soybean ending stocks top 1 billion bushels in early 2019, we might be down to 190 million at the end of 2020. At the same time, we have the rather bizarre movement of soybeans into Brazil from the United States. Now let that sink in for a minute. The world's larger, largest producer of soybeans shipped so many overseas to China that local crushers needed to import American soybeans into Brazil in early November. Now that's akin in some ways to importing snow into Canada in January. These are interesting times in grain markets and heading into 2021. I don't know if we can top that. Clues can be seen in deferred soybean future spreads. In fact, looking at spreads on all grain contracts can indicate what demand might be doing. In the run-up in prices, the nearby soybean futures prices have shown a big inverse between them. In other words, the November-January soybean spread actually rose to $0.25 at one point. That indicated that the market was demanding the beans immediately. This has eroded over time, and as of November 13th, the spread between January and March is now even. It indicates that longer-term soybean demand is slowing. And markets have great ways to bringing us back to reality. USDA is always the arbiter of market intelligence. This is always there is always much controversy, and this seems to be increasing, especially when corn and soybean stocks numbers have been so off, along with estimates of exports. At the present time, corn is nine dollars and eighty cents a bushel on the Dalian Exchange in China. Intuitively, it seems reasonable that American corn export numbers continue strong there. However, at the same time, USDA increased China's corn ending stocks to 7.54 billion bushels, quadruple what Ontario, what American corn ending stocks set. Now, clearly, there is consternation. On the other hand, the reality is Chinese grain numbers are a mystery. And as farmers, we need to take that into account. Now, for corn, corn was a bit later than soybeans getting in on the higher prices. As we head into December, the speculators are still long in the market, expecting it to go higher. 
Lower yield from USDA in the November report certainly added to the effervescence in corn prices, as the production estimates was lower than the trade expected. How likely it is that lower yield trend to continue into the final January 2021 report? Well, future spreads should hold some clues to that in the next few weeks. U.S. corn exports have been on fire, currently running at record levels. This is a very good thing and is likely to continue into December as the price hurdle is much higher. Demand for pork in China could be one facet of renewed corn export demand in a post-COVID domestic Chinese landscape. African swine fever has retreated into the rearview mirror, which bodes well for corn demand. The December corn contract is currently priced at $0.09 below the March 2021 corn contract, which is considered bearish. Seasonally, corn tends to top out in June and bottom in early October. Obviously, 2020 was an outlier year to that. And the nearby corn contract is currently in the 65 percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now for soybeans, soybean advanced $0.90 on the futures over the last two weeks preceding November 13th. Now, who predicted that? Of course, that's not a fair question, but it shows the volatility in the market and the futility of making predictions. On April 21st, 2020, January, soybeans closed at 8.51, and on November 13th at 11.48. We're looking at a gift horse in the mouth. These are great prices compared to where we've been. The soybean market activity has been furious and violent in a market environment where U.S. yield has been decreasing. And at the same time, soybeans have been furiously planted in South America where everything has not been ideal. There are lots of dry areas showing up up as La Nina is set to manifest itself. Keep in mind, when looking at soybean prices, Brazil and Argentina are in your backyard too. The January and March soybean contract spreads are currently even, reflecting a market that is still demanding soybeans right now. Seasonally, soybeans tend to peak in early July and bottom out in October. In 2020, this was completely set on its ear, although looking at new crop, it should be kept in mind. The nearby January 2021 soybean contract is currently priced in the 86th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now, wheat futures prices have decreased slightly over the last few weeks, preceding November 13th. However, how do you keep the wheat bull fed every day when the crop is going into dormancy? That issue will surely remain until we head into January. However, global stocks are down, and there have been weather issues in Russia and Argentina. With both corn and soybean prices in rare air, it's certainly helping wheat prices to some extent. Now, in Ontario, the good fall weather surely helped get a lot of wheat planted. In fact, there were quite a few acres of wheat planted with nice November weather. $7 plus wheat prices always serves as a good round number for Ontario farmers. And the Canadian dollar will continue to be one of the chief drivers of these domestic Ontario wheat prices. Canadian dollar is the great default for Ontario grain farmers, and this will continue as we move forward. The biggest difference now is where once it saved us from lower domestic prices, higher grain futures have helped to sustain Ontario basis levels at a time when they can drop off. You can hardly argue that there are issues in Ontario basis levels, especially when futures prices spike higher like they did in the first two weeks of November, and basis didn't follow accordingly. But needless to say, basis values reflect the value which determines when grain is moved, bought or sold. In a volatile grain futures environment, basis needs to be watched closely. As is, the Canadian dollar at 76 cents U.S. is consistent with the last few years and continues to be good for Ontario prices.
The elephant in the room over the last months and years has been the American administration and its effect on agricultural trade. Announcing tariffs and trade action through Twitter was damaging in 2018 to long-fought-over agricultural markets. In fact, American farmers were receiving upward to $28 billion in market facilitation payments over the past year for trade injury partly caused by American action. With the election of a new American administration, it should be different, and trade relationships with allies like Canada will likely be less eventful. As is, the Phase 1 agreements with the U.S. and China are set to be fulfilled, and as is, the U.S. and China are still not back to 2017 agricultural trade levels. Nobody wants to go back to July of 2018 again, when agricultural markets convulsed on abrupt trade retaliation. With farmers in Ontario and Quebec closing out harvests, it's important to be reminded we can't put the weather in the rearview mirror. Just as weather is important to a healthy and vibrant crops in eastern Canada, it's the same in South America. There have been dry weather in parts of southern Brazil and parts of Argentina leading up to November 13th. However, widespread rain is predicted being predicted after. In other words, there is an aspect of a weather market still very apparent. And as the snow flies here, keep in mind, the big crop in Brazil and Argentina needs benign weather. Any variation on that theme will result in big price movements. Now, grain prices are at high levels compared to the recent past. For those farmers holding old crop grain, it is what it is. And as I said, we got here with our eyes wide open. At the same time, as we look ahead, the new crop 2021 values are approximately $5 for corn and $13 for soybeans. The challenge for Ontario farmers is to adjust your risk management horizon on where you feel comfortable and very aware of the market forces going forward into 2021. These are good prices. Putting our future grain marketing plans into action will surely need to be a priority moving forward. This has been the Grain Farmers Ontario Market Trends Commentary for November and December of 2020. I'm Philip Shaw.